Hi, welcome to Thriving in Midlife, Living Beyond Mediocre. If you're a woman who is struggling in this season of life called midlife, then you have found the right place. Because in this show, we will discuss all topics that affect women during midlife, such as relationships, wellness, fitness, stress, careers, finances, and faith. I'm Cheryl Esch, creator of this show and a health and fitness professional with a passion to encourage and guide women in midlife to have a full, vibrant life now and beyond. The show will offer strategies drawn from my own experiences in addition to speaking with experts. My desire is to educate, empower, and encourage women through this podcast to become greater than mediocre in body, mind, and spirit. I hope you will join on a weekly basis with Thriving in Midlife by subscribing to this podcast. Let's rise above the mediocrity and thrive. Well, welcome back to Thriving in Midlife. Glad you're here today. And man, I just want to talk about what a year we've had. It's 2020. And we are at the end of October here. Man, there's just been so much that's happened this year. And I think the underlying theme that most people are feeling about this year is the topic we're actually going to talk about today. And that is stress. And we've all felt it. We all felt anxiety to go along with it in this year with everything that happened. And maybe you've been stressed about the economy, maybe your job, maybe you happen to have lost your job during this coronavirus, or your health and the health of others, or afraid of, you know, the fear of getting the coronavirus. There's also stress about what's going on in our nation, everything that's happening, including just the overall unrest, and even right now, that political landscape that we're in at the moment. And so there's just all this uncertainty and all this is building up and there's a lot of things that feed into it. So we're going to talk today about how we can manage the stress. So we'll talk about two. I'll mention, I'll talk what is stress, what causes stress, like what hormones and everything and what the effects of stress are on the body. And then I will give, I have eight different ways to manage your stress and to kind of mitigate and lessen that on our bodies. As women, we already carry a lot of stress in our lives, especially in this midlife period, because we are managing and taking care of so much. We are trying to keep the house. We're also caring for our children. We might have some elderly parents that we're having to also take care of. And then we have our own job, possibly, and our own health to worry about. And I'm sure there's lots of other things that we as women take on because we tend to just take on a lot of worry and concern for other people. That's just how we're wired. We care about other people. We care about ourselves. So stress is very important to manage in this time period, especially if we want to continue and have a vibrant life and move forward without disease. So I'd like to start with really 
what stress does on a physiological level to our bodies and the science behind it and then approach different ways that we can manage our stress. When our bodies are under stress, there are certain hormones that get out of whack. And being women in midlife, we're already kind of facing that challenge. So by adding stress to our, our lives, it's creating even more of a hormonal imbalance. So the main hormone that gets out of whack when we're in a stressful situation is we increase our cortisol levels. That's what happens inside our body. And so these cortisol levels are consistently high, especially if your stress is pretty constant, then you might suffer from insomnia. You won't be able to sleep because your cortisol levels are so high. And this also throws off that serotonin and melatonin hormone levels. Those get low because the cortisol is very high. And those are necessary. So we most of you probably know that melatonin is necessary for sleep. And so that is why your sleep can get disrupted. And then serotonin is kind of that happy hormone. It's often produced in kind of the aftermath of exercise. So maybe after an exercise session, your serotonin levels are typically a little higher. They're elevated, which is a good thing. It's a natural occurrence. But when we keep those cortisol levels constantly high, then also what happens is that our body starts to store sugars as fat and it keeps storing them. It's a reaction to that, the cortisol levels. And with many of us going through perimenopause or menopause, we may already be struggling with our weight. And often that weight, because of the cortisol levels being elevated, it packs on in that center of your body, your middle, your belly. Uh, they have that extra spare tire, as they might call it, or that, that muffin top are some of the names that they call that. So these are some factors that are not helping them. Cortisol is also known as your fight and flight hormone. It's the main stress hormone. So think of, most people give the example of cavemen to that whole fight and flight uh, response to possibly you know, having a large animal coming after you um, but in our society, we don't necessarily have, we don't have those, those issues. And when we do the little, the fight, you know, in the adrenal glands are producing this, this cortisol, uh, they often stay, they keep working and they're working really hard. And those adrenal glands, because of the constant level of stress in your life, the adrenal glands will eventually get fatigued or depleted and so that of course then there's this snowball effect of even more issues then you're uh, then you get to that where you're constantly tired and have no energy feel and that's often you know your adrenal glands that are just wiped out but then little catch 22 is that your adrenal glands also affect your thyroid and so thyroid issues are pretty prevalent in women in midlife. It affects women 
10 times more than men during this their this age period so thyroid becomes an issue low thyroid so it's important that we get a grasp on our stress levels so if we want to get better in our life uh, prevent any health issues then we need to learn to manage our stress there are many ways to manage stress but let's look at the types of stressors basically two types of stress in that there is the external stress and I look at these as things that look at it as things you can't control okay so that would be maybe things happening in the world right now that would fall into this category these are things that we personally cannot control yet we are being bombarded with images that cause stress that uh, bring us anxiety so those that would be an example of what I call external stress or stress that you can't control and then there is more sort of the internal stress or stress that you can manage stress that you can learn to control and so that's what I'm going to focus on here since we truly can't necessarily um, control what happens outside of us um, there are some approaches uh, and we'll get to those but obviously you're not going to be able to change the world and make those completely go away amidst all of this trust me there is ways to mitigate your stress and find a calm and peace if you can just follow some of these steps and start implementing them into your life you will notice a huge difference in how you react and how you respond to the stresses of your life it's very important that we as midlife women we prepare ourselves and we have that that strong core of ourself before we can sort of approach stress and handle it properly. My first suggestion, and this is something that I have tried in the past, haven't been really successful until we were in a lockdown. And I think part of it was that I finally had some time to help clear my mind and time before rushing off to work to actually practice meditation. Now, I'm a Christian and this may be seen as a non-Christian practice, but I will tell you it is not. It's actually, if you think about in the Bible and prayer and meditation, how they often go hand in hand. And so my whole theory of meditation and how I approach it, it's not necessarily to clear the mind as maybe some other religions might have you practice and there are different types and you can certainly look into what type of meditation works best for you but even if you just sit in silence start with a minute and believe it or not before you know it it will be five minutes I'm up to 10 minutes now and I can't even I don't even blink an eye at 10 minutes I it feels so short and during those times I I am really calming my brain finding that connection of my body and my brain and I do it first thing in the morning before 
things start to kind of cloud my brain, it's a good idea to do it as soon as you get up. Some people like to do it in the evening, and that works too to help help you sleep. You could try it both times of the day, finding out which one works best for you. But I highly recommend giving it a shot. Trust me, I have done it. I've tried it several times. I have failed in the past, but it is now working for me, and it has made a world difference. My days, when I do do it, there have been a few where I've skipped. I can tell the difference. It, it prepares me, and it kind of sets me up for a successful day, a, a day that I don't feel rushed. Give it a shot, even starting with a minute. Just sitting comfortably and closing your eyes and practice just breathing. That's how I started, just breathe. So just spend the first few minutes just breathing and paying attention to your breath and give it a shot. If you wanna look into different types of meditation and what you can do during that time, there's even some apps out there. I think the Calm app can put you through some guided meditations or it can play some music for you to maybe help you get into that state. My second recommendation is exercise, which I have actually seen lots of people getting outside and exercising during this time, which I am thrilled to see. And I hope that you are one of those people. And it doesn't have to be anything hardcore. It can just be a 30 minute walk, but we need to get out and exercise so that we can get our serotonin produced as we exercise. And so it really helps with some of those hormone levels. Uh, Not only will it help in the long run, maybe with your weight, but it definitely produces this, the endorphins when you exercise, you kind of get nice and happy. Uh, So that's definitely a help with the stress. My third recommendation is sleep. We all need to get plenty of sleep. I recommend that you kind of set a schedule where you know when you're going to go to bed every single night. Make it the same every night and then same every morning. No electronics 90 minutes before you go to bed because that blue light actually kind of revs up the brain and makes it a little harder to fall asleep. And then when you get up in the morning, whether you use an alarm or not, don't check your phone first thing in the morning because that immediately will produce anxiety. So we want to kind of keep this calm of your sleep going a little bit. And also, if you're planning to do meditation right after you get up, it's best to do that before you have kind of have these other thoughts of, oh, I got to answer that email, or oh, so-and-so needs me to call them. It allows you to deal with that later um, if you wait to check your phone. So sleep is super important. I personally have found that I operate best on about seven and a half hours. Everybody is a little different and you can determine if you need more or less and base when you go to sleep and when you wake up on that time frame. Uh, So I am one that probably goes to bed about, like to go to bed 10, 30, 11 and get up around 7 a.m. is when my body seems to naturally want to get up. So you can test that out. Maybe try it on the weekend. But get some sleep. 
If you have a hard time falling asleep, again, try not to have any electronics or TV. Maybe keep the electronics. I like to keep all of our electronics actually out of our bedroom and they are being charged in another room. They're actually charged in our kitchen. That will also help prevent any kind of EMFs from kind of being admitted, which kind of makes the body a little more antsy. So consider doing that. Self-care is another excellent way to help reduce stress and to help you be more prepared for stressful situations. So self-care can be anything from taking a bath to gardening or getting a massage or having a pedicure done. Things that make you feel good, things that help to just make you feel good about yourself. Whatever that may be for you, uh, mine is I love to take Epsom salt baths. I also love to get massages, so I do that. And I go into a sauna. I do the infrared sauna. And these are different ways that I help uh, do self-care for myself. And it makes me feel good and able to handle the day. So I'm not so stressed about giving, giving, giving. Uh, we as women tend to be the the givers and taking care of people. We are naturally kind of born as those get caretakers. So to actually do something for yourself, I know can be really hard, but we need to do that for ourselves. So hopefully you can take some time and do some sort of self-care practice, whatever that is for yourself. Next, I would say reduce your social media and news. I actually do not check my Facebook. That's really the only social media I'm on right now. Facebook or I check my email once on the weekends. I do not do social media on the weekends and it has made a world of difference. My weekends are amazing. They're peaceful. They're calm. I actually feel like I get a lot done and I, I feel more prepared for my week when it comes around. And then they recommend that you only check your email twice a day. So maybe once in the morning and once in the evening. And so that we're not constantly just feeling hammered or battered by it. Now, if you are working, I know that's part of your work. And that may be necessary to check it more often. But you could also set times when, uh, especially with projects to do, times when you will be, you know, checking email. I'll check it for this hour and this hour. And then allow some of that time in between to be focused on projects. So I know that reducing social media and I try not to watch the news, even though there is some newsworthy things out there, especially now. I tend to just kind of get glimpses and pieces when I need them. And I don't actually sit and watch the news. I don't check it on my phone. So these are things that help reduce. I know when I was doing that in the beginning of this pandemic, it was creating so much anxiety and stress in my life. So I imagine it would help everybody, not just women in midlife, but everybody if they adopted this, this idea. Healthy eating, of course, is going to also help with any kind of stress. The thing is when we are stressed, we tend to eat junk. And then that just sort of perpetuates this cycle. So if we eat healthy, we're supporting our bodies and we're supporting our immune systems. 
which stress can in some ways negatively affect your immune system. So we want to keep supporting that immune system during this stressful time right now in this world. So healthy eating, and I'll be talking a lot about that in this podcast, different episodes that is kind of my passion. And I want to educate and guide you ladies on how to do that. Another stress buster that surprisingly you might not think it's a stress buster, but I actually find it calms my brain is I have a gratitude journal in which I write in every single evening. I try to write when I first started, I actually tried to just write three things I was grateful for. And then I kind of increased it to five. And then I saw this movie. I can't remember what movie it was, to be honest, where a gentleman was uh, every morning, he did this in the morning, that he was listing 10 reasons he was grateful And so when I started that, trying to to do 10, I realized, wow, it's really hard. It's difficult to find 10 things, which is a shame. It's a real shame that we can't think of 10 things that we are grateful for. And I started that process and it really challenged me to think of, you know, especially think back to my day. I do it in the evenings, but uh, when I used to work, I would say a couple gratitudes out loud on my way to work. I would voice them in the car. But now I at home before I go to bed, I write I try to write 10 things from the day that I I am grateful for. And you will be challenged by having to come up with 10. Uh, I, I'm not sure why I think I think we need to be more grateful in our world here today. And then the final thing, which might be a lot more challenging, is to finally cut out things or people that add to your stress. So that in and people is kind of in parentheses there because I know that it's hard to sometimes sever certain relationships that might be causing you stress and that they aren't beneficial to you. Now, cutting out things that add to your stress. Now, that could be watching TV or it could be your job, maybe. Um, That might be a little challenging to get rid of as well but you can certainly work a plan if the stress is that bad and you feel like it's really affecting you uh, both mentally and physically that maybe it's time to start making a plan to get another job which is one of the things I did other things that might cause stress is being busy all the time so maybe reevaluating how busy you are and cutting back and saying no. Sometimes saying no to some things, your commitments uh, would be freeing, very freeing and, re- and reduce your stress. Now back to the people. I think some people uh, will be hard to maybe sever those relationships with, but you can try to minimize that time with them. Maybe set some boundaries with them if, that, if it's that bad. And so reconsider, just consider where those stress points are in your life, in every facet of your life, and then try to work to remedy them or to reduce them and try to use some of these tips that I gave you to help you relieve your stress. Because right now in where we are in this world, we need to be equipped to face stress. And so we need to use these tools 
so that we feel ready and we feel empowered and strong to face the stress and of course to eliminate stresses that are not necessary as well. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I really hope you try some of these tips. If you are currently doing some in some of them great, maybe try to implement some other ones if you're still feeling really stressed, especially what's going on right now. And I really hope that you can share this with somebody that maybe you know is experienced some high levels of stress that maybe they could benefit from learning about different ways that they could reduce their stress and be at peace with what's going on in their life. So let's recap today's episode. First of all, too much stress can make you put on weight. Secondly, we can control how we respond to stress. And then there were eight different ways that we can manage stress that I highlighted. First one was meditation. Second one was exercise. Third one was sleep. Fourth one was self-care. Fifth one was reduced social media intake. Sixth, healthy eating. Seven, practice gratitude. And eight, reduce your negative surroundings. So which one of those do you feel you need to work on the most? I would say pick one and then really take that first step of action to really correct that area that might be contributing to your stress so that you can live and thrive in this time in your life. Thanks for listening today and I hope you enjoyed the show.